This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, welcome everybody to Sports Biz Pod. Today is Friday, April 17th. We release two episodes per week on Tuesday, featuring an interview with an athlete, entrepreneur, thought leader in sports entertainment. And on Friday, we do the Sports Biz Rundown that goes in line with our newsletter that goes out every Friday. So we give you a very concise breakdown of what actually happened this week in sports biz news, careers, podcasts, events, everything you need to know is condensed to one simple uh, source. And uh, today, you know, we're going on almost a month of, of quarantine and adjusting to this new lifestyle and trying to figure out when and how sports are going to return back to normal. Um, but it's interesting time period, a lot of cool innovations that are going on in the world to kind of bring the sports world together and try to move in the right direction. And uh, for today's episode, we have a special guest, James Santor, who is the chief of staff of 76 Capital. Um, very interested, you know, approach on how he was able to break into VC and sports and technology. So James, really excited to have you on this this episode. Thanks for having me on, Nick. It's great to talk to you, man, and hope you're staying safe out there. You, you as well. So, um, you know, you're in Philly now, but can you give a kind of a, a, a brief overview, like where you're from, where'd you go to school, um, how you got into where you are now. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a South Jersey kid, grew up in Voorhees, New Jersey, uh, right outside of Philly. Um, I went to LaSalle University um, right in Philly and I played baseball there. Uh, played baseball, was a finance major, had a very unique baseball career where I had Tommy John and, you know, had redshirted two years and ended up throwing submarine. So it was a very unique uh, kind of way to finish my baseball career there. But, um, you know, started my career in uh, corporate finance at Independence Blue Cross, which is a big insurance company out here in Philly. And uh, I was there for two and a half years. Um, great first place to work, you know, really cool people, you know, right in Center City. But uh, I was looking for something more competitive, try to be more like my baseball career. And you know, I was looking at sales jobs and other types of industries, but I stumbled upon 76 Capital and it was the perfect place for me to kind of bring everything that I have, you know, worked for in my past with the investment background and finance background, but also the sports background. So I've been at 76 Capital for about a year and a half now. Um, it's been amazing and working with great people and an awesome industry and learning a lot. So it's been, uh, it's been really special and I'm excited for the future. Yeah, that's amazing. And, um, you know, you, you definitely fit a great mold to be like a chief of staff. Like what, what exactly is a chief of staff or someone listening? Like what, what kind of areas do you focus on with that, with that type of role? Yeah, I get asked that question a lot and it's, it's something I kind of like asking because it's uh, or I like answering because I really don't know myself sometimes. You know, it's one of those things that it's very ambiguous, but it evolves every day in the best way possible. Um, so, you know, my main responsibility is to optimize strategic growth for the firm. So whether that's creating strategic partnerships with athletes, entrepreneurs, companies, whatever that, is, that might be. Um, I run our investment team. So you know, we're, we're lucky to get to see over 150 opportunities per month uh, to invest in, which is 
unbelievable deal flow and I have a great team that helps me with that. Um, I recently started working more on the marketing strategy side of things to really get our name out there and getting our messaging across and be able to educate some people on, on the really cool things that we invest in. So, um, you know, I, I do anything that I'm asked of, uh, which again, I like to do. I'm learning more than I could have ever imagine at this point in my career, um, which is, I, you know, I really think is the most important thing. So work with great people yeah. and awesome industry and it's a, it's a really cool, cool job. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. It seems like you're, you're kind of the, the liaison to the team that you're manage, helping manage at 76 Capital to startups that are looking to raise money to the athletes that are part of your venture group and, and kind of just being part of that to keep everyone in motion. So um, you definitely hold it down. But um, yeah, I think we, I'd love to kind of dive deeper into kind of what 76 Capital is doing. We have to, um, kind of some announcements you guys just made uh, that we'll, we'll kind of dive into. But uh, to start things off, we'll, we'll kind of break down the top sports business news stories that happened this week, um, starting with ESPN announcing today, or actually this would be tomorrow, um, Madden NFL 20 Celebrity Tournament featuring athletes, celebrities, and ESPN talent. Um, it's going to kick off this weekend, Sunday, uh, with a bracket revealed, um, and it's going to be matches, but you know, ESPN is uh, fighting for different types of content, live content, to keep people engaged, so... Uh, something like this is a kind of an interesting um, approach that, that uh, you know, ESPN Madden is taking. But, uh, James, what are, what are your thoughts on this uh, type of tournament? Yeah, look, I mean, I think we've seen a lot uh, in the esports space the last few weeks with, with the uh, quarantine. And, and, you know, NBA 2K tried it. Uh, you know, I think it was, it was well done. The problem was I think that the players weren't as engaging as we may have hoped for. Um, so I'm really excited for this Madden tournament to really not only bring, you know, football back to us and be able to watch live football, but, um, you know, get the guy, see guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Snoop Dogg and YG and a bunch of other great athletes and, and entertainers. So um, hopefully they're entertaining and hopefully the, game, the games are good because, man, I'll tell you what, watching Madden is almost just – at this point it's just as good as watching football for real. So um, if they make it entertaining, it's going to be really fun to watch. And, uh, and for us at 76 Capital, it's really exciting as well because – Nerd Street Gamers, which is one of our portfolio companies, is actually helping to run this tournament for ESPN. So uh, it's pretty cool to have kind of uh, you know somebody that we work with very closely and we respect a lot in Nerd Street Gamers to, to be doing something of this magnitude. So um, credit yeah. to them. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I, and I saw that in the uh, press release that uh, ESPN put out that, that Nerd Street Gamers is uh, pretty involved. Can you, can you talk pretty briefly about Nerd Street Gamers? Who are they? What do they do? How are you guys involved with them? Absolutely. Yeah. So we were actually uh, the first investors into Nerd Street Gamers. They're a Philly-based company, uh, really trying to provide the accessibility aspect of esports. Um, so I'm sure if a, there's a lot of you know out there, gaming PCs are extremely expensive, up to $5,000 for the top-notch ones. So what Nerd Street provides is an accessibility to play on the, you know, those expensive gaming PCs uh, in a communal setting that, you know, it looks like a spaceship almost when you go in there. It's pretty cool, but um, you, it doesn't cost much at all, but you get to go and play on the top-notch PCs, PCs top-notch gaming chairs. Uh, you really get to play on the best of the best. Um, they also provide uh, national championship series, so they have tournaments for the amateur side of things uh, to help people get scholarships to college, uh, to help people get to the professional level. Um, so they're really doing a lot for the esports space, especially on the amateur side, so... Uh, in addition to what they do for players, they also help to create tournaments like this uh, and do the digital side as well. So they have a very uh, interesting business and model, and uh, they're doing great. Yeah, yeah, that's um, exciting to see how this this tournament plays out and um, keeping you know the fans engaged. Uh, ne next story that we're kind of covering is we've been doing a lot of 
updates about figuring out like when is a realistic timeline that we can expect sports to be back. Um, you'll see a lot of things get canceled in, in, the, uh, in the summer. So we're trying to put like, all right, when's the earliest point of return? So um, Dr. Anthony uh, Fauci, he's the uh, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. You've probably seen him a lot on a lot of White House press briefings, but he's essentially saying that the, the sports could potentially return safely without fans. Um, if the players were isolated in hotels and tested frequently, and there's obviously no fans in the stadium, but that could happen as early as potentially this summer. So um, that was kind of reported on Sports Illustrated, but that's an interesting kind of approach where it's like no fans in the stadium, but it could happen as early as this summer. Um, you know, James, what are your thoughts on this? Like with, uh, you know, how this will be received by the fans or, you know, how actually early this could happen? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly unprecedented. I mean, this is uh, never before. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever even thought of this as a concept before this crazy quarantine. So um, it's going to be interesting at first. I mean, you've seen, you've seen some players. I mean, Kirk Cousins said he's excited to kind of play in the stadium with no fans. And then you have yeah. guys like LeBron, who when they first announced that, he said, no way I'm playing without fans. So, uh, you know, I think there's a divide between the players. I think a lot of it is, you know, do players want to leave their families during this time to go play, uh, you know, at a remote location? Uh, stuck inside a hotel for X amount of time. You know, I think a lot of them will want to. I know Cole Hamill said, I'll do anything to go play right now. Uh, so yeah. funny to kind of hear the different viewpoints that these guys have. But from the business perspective, um, you know, I think it's something that needs to be done, not only for sports, but for the country as a whole. Um, and I know we'll talk about this later, but, you know, sports is kind of what's going to be kind of that reopening of the country. So as soon as we start to kind of see these sports back on TV, it's going to kind of bring back a sense of normalcy to, to what we've all been lacking recently. So, uh, you know, I think this is – they're going to have to try it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go with a smaller league at first to kind of to try this out. Um, you know, the one issue is that you see a guy like Von Miller gets coronavirus yesterday, tested positive. You know, if say the NFL comes back and one guy gets coronavirus, you know, the leaks can get shut down for X amount of time again. So we have to be really careful about how we're open to make sure that everybody's safe. Everybody's kind of, you know, quarantining and social distancing while playing, which, you know, kind of a conflict of interest yeah. there. But um, hopefully, hopefully this can happen. Yeah, it's and it's a tough call because, you know, you look at Von Miller, you know, uh, we hope he recovers safely and he probably will with the stats like of looking that he'll, he'll be okay. But the real thing to worry about is you have like Carl Anthony Towns, his mother just passed away from coronavirus. And we don't, you know, we can't draw the conclusions, but it's more so like the players and their family and their grandparents and, and those people that are around them. I think that's the biggest concern for a lot of these players, you know, and then, you know, obviously fans, but people that are at high risk and you see other people that just recently passed away this week. Um, it, it's tough to see that, but it's really people that are more at risk. So not necessarily the players, um, for their health, there could be long-term implications, but um, obviously it's a lot of big decisions that need to be, you know, need to, need to be made. So um, kind of segueing into a kind of a similar topic where Donald Trump has appointed um, a group of prominent sports executives and team owners to serve as the advisory uh, for when, you know, U.S. economy is restarting. You kind of mentioned that sports really leads the way and pushes culture forward. And once sports are back, then a lot of other restaurants and other um, entertainment and other things will kind of start to branch off to kickstart the economy. Um, but it looks like he's putting kind of a powerhouse team of people that are on the pulse with what's going on in the teams and all that stuff. So um, something like this, it, it seems like a smart move for, you know, the president to, um, you know, put together an advisory board. But, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Is this is kind of the right decision? Are sports 
you know, leading the way for kickstarting the economy? Yeah, I mean, I think this is something that needed to be done. And I think it's a very diverse group of people on that board. Um, and, and, you know, these people are going to really be, again, we said it before, but reopening the country. I mean, sports is, is again, it is the driver of everything. I mean, you look at the revenues from, from you know, TV, entertainment, music, all that. I mean, sports really trumps all of that. Uh, no pun intended there. But uh, so to get these people in a room to really discuss the safest way to get sports going again, um, it's really important and, and hopefully they create a way that is safe for the players, safe for the team and the organization um, and obviously gives us all that sense of normalcy that we need again. Um, but again, it needs to be in a safe way. If we rush this, it's going to create, you know, if we already miss sports right now, but if we rush this and do it the wrong way, we're not having sports till 2021, hopefully at that point. So um, this is so important. Uh, you know, again, these people are really going to be the ones reopening the country and we really have to hope and, and trust that they're going to do a good job with this. Yeah. And um, yeah, kind of segueing from that where it's just like, you know, reopening the economy, getting people to, to spend in commerce and engage. And right now everyone's stuck at home and it's tough for people to go out and exchange or do, um, you know, partake in commerce. But, um, you know, I'd love to talk more about kind of the moves that you guys are making with uh, Maestro where that's, that's big news that's helping kind of, uh, you know, invest into a, a startup business that really definitely needs help and, um, kind of grow it, but um, you know, so 76 Capital, you guys are sports tech VC firm in Philly. Um, you just recently invested as of yesterday. It looks like the press releases came out with uh, Maestro LA. Um, it's LA based uh, streaming interactive streaming company. Um, so you know, love to hear kind of your take on Maestro. You know who they are, and you know how is that going to fit into your, your guys' portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. So at 76 Capital, we're a sports tech investing firm. Uh, so we really break that down to three verticals and that's esports, sports betting and general sports tech, uh, which is really anything in the fan engagement media, uh, that analytics side. So uh, Maestro is a really exp uh, impressive company. Um, Ari Evans, again, based out of LA, we've been talking to them for a long time and uh, you know, we were so impressed with Ari and his vision um, that we just decided that now was the time to invest in a company like that. So what Maestro does is basically gives, um, broadcasters, and this could be from like a streamer perspective. So they work with Overwatch League. So Overwatch League streams all their content through Maestro, um, and it can also be for traditional sports as well. So um, you know they do a lot with the space, and it's great that they diversify just not in the esports space, but also in traditional sports as well. But it gives the streamer or the broadcaster the ability to completely change the way that they get you know their stream across. So they can add play-by-play, -play, they can add betting implications. Uh, they can add e-commerce aspects where they can add a sale or they can add an advertisement inside of the stream. So it really gives the power to the streamer, um, which, you know, places like Twitch and Mixer, there's some things that they can do, but this takes it to a whole nother level. So for us, especially given this quarantine, we see this as a massive opportunity to really help streamers out because as we, you know, just talked about with the Madden tournament, I mean, everybody's streaming right now. I mean, Twitch and Mixer and streaming in general has completely overtaken really ESPN at this point. So um, it's, it's a really awesome opportunity for Maestro to help these streamers and these, and these content producers to, to change the way they do things, to, to make some more money and, and really be creative with the way they're, they're getting their content out there. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, um, you know, how this kind of incorporates with your entire portfolio. And it seems like um, live streaming is present across betting, esports, general technology. So, um, yeah, it's, that sounds exciting news and congrats on, on kind of make, pushing that across the line pretty recently. And, um, you're excited to see, see where that goes. Um, 
Yeah, and, and kind of moving along to some other like new digital innovative things that, uh, that sports tech is doing is MLS is rolling out a new digital training platform that aims to help youth and recreational players of all abilities and ages stay um, proactive while they're at, at home. So um, this is a, a platform which is called Train with MLS. It's launching April 16th, so that was of yesterday. But um, yeah, that's kind of a huge adjustment that especially with growing new sports like football, soccer, basketball, the youth has to be so incorporated into it. And now that basketball courts aren't as accessible, just general outside activities are less accessible. They're putting together a kind of a program uh, specific to that. So, um, you know, MLS is very interesting and innovative. But, uh, you know, James, what are your thoughts on this kind of program to kind of help train the youth uh, while they're at home? It's, it's great. And, and credit to the MLS for doing this. I mean, there, there's I, I can't imagine being a kid right now and training from whatever my favorite sport is and, and really just being kind of locked inside my house at this point. So all this type of stuff is so important to kind of create that future athlete. And, you know, if we don't do this the right way, then, you know, these kids are going to be not wanting to be playing uh, traditional sports because they're so used to not playing them anymore, depending on how long this lasts. So it's great that the MLS is taking this way and that and, and providing kids something like this. I mean, I know one of our portfolio companies is Diamond Kinetics, and they're also doing something very similar. They're offering a free six-month subscription to their uh, packages for anybody that's a baseball or softball player uh, in a partnership with USA Baseball. So, you know, between Diamond Kinetics doing this, the MLS, and I know, you know, the NBA, MLB, every, every league in uh, sport is basically doing something like this now, and it's awesome for the kids. Um, and I really hope that these young athletes kind of don't let this kind of leave a bad taste in their mouth and they really still work hard to kind of get to where they want to be uh, in their athletic careers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely interesting, especially I think gyms. So like strength and conditioning coaches at colleges at professional teams, they, they have to be even, everyone just has to get more creative with like in-home workouts, putting together programs where um, there's low barriers to entry. So um, this is definitely another, you know, massive opportunity for, you know, for people to innovate. So. And, this, um, and that's, I think it's a good thing too, because unfortunately this type of thing is going to happen again, where, yeah, you know, hopefully not to this level. We're more prepared next time, but we're all learning a new way to go through life and change the way we operate. So, for mm. fitness, sports, whatever it is, and work, obviously, you know, we're all learning how to do things in a different way. So that when this does happen again, we'll be a lot better off for it. So all these kids that yeah. are learning how to operate and train right now, they'll be able to do that again when this happens. And you know, so it's just hopefully not a new norm, but it's when we have to prepare for. It. Yeah, and, and it's uh, sharpening new, you know, tools in your, in your box, right, with uh, new ways to communicate with people, connect with people, work, exercise, everything is changing. So, you know, we're, we're sharpening our, you know, our skill sets and, you know, hopefully once sports return back to normal, we'll be able to kind of reminisce on this a little bit, but it's definitely, I think, going to help us in the long run, but uh, very good point there. Um, last article that we're kind of be covering very, very innovative and kind of on par with what we've been talking about. But the NBA and Microsoft announced a new multi-year partnership that will see creation of new direct-to-consumer streaming services to watch live and on-demand NBA games. Uh, Contribute service uh, Microsoft Azure will power this platform, which is expected to launch um, in time for the 20 to 21 season. So, um, you know, very on par with a lot of just streaming, um, digitalized, you know, opportunities for fans. Um, but yeah, this is a, kind of similar to a lot of the, some other articles we, you know, broke down, but what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on this for, for the NBA? 
Look, I, mean, I think we've all kind of seen the way that cord cutters have affected the way that we kind of view games. And I think this is kind of another step in that process where, um, you know, I think having that, that library of old games, but also the ability to watch the live games is something that, you know, again, like I don't have cable. And this is something that I would certainly use because I watch every, every Sixers game and I love to watch, you know, the retro games as well. So this is just basically it's taking what the NBA already has in their content and just giving it out to more people in a, in a concise manner. So uh, this is something that I, I suspect a lot of leagues will start doing more of. Um, and it's, it's kind of silly not to, if they have this database of information that it, it's fragmented across the internet where you can watch some of this stuff right now, but this really just creates it all in one concise platform for people to watch. So um, it's, it's a really good idea. And it's, you know, I'm sure they wish uh, they had this ready to go for right now for some of those throwback games. I know they have like NBA league pass where you can watch some games on right now, but uh, this sounds like it's going to be a, a really exciting uh, new new platform. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting week. A lot of like new things have come up, but um, kind of breaking down the news, like you know, anything else that kind of caught your attention of something that's been like interesting or optimistic or whatever whatever it may be. But obviously, people are making moves and innovating, so there's stuff to cover. But anything else that kind of piques your attention? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's just really been amazing just for the sports world in general, what people are putting on right now, whether it's marble racing, whether it's Big Cat's uh, electric horse derby, where, you know, people can bet on anything at this point. Yeah. And it's really, it's been fun and interesting to see how people are doing that. So I love, you know, watching the Bleacher Report. They got, you know, Brian Westbrook is actually a part of our athlete venture group. He does mm-hmm. play-by-play with Adam Lefko of the Bleacher Report, Madden Sims, where people are betting, you know, with, they're the lines that they put out before the games of these throwback, you know, matchups. So it's been really cool to see kind of everybody come together to find new things to watch and consume and bet on to try to bring that normalcy back. So whether it's Nicaraguan baseball or soccer, it's marble racing again, like it could be anything. And I think it's been really cool to see that. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of doubters right now about how sports and, and betting will rebound, but I, I'm pretty sure that we'll be just okay. And uh, I know it's crazy in Vegas right now, a lot of professional sports bettors are actually filing for unemployment. So this is a, a huge thing right now because this is going to create precedent for the future with whatever they decide to do. So um, that's certainly something interesting and something that's worth watching because, you know, professional sports bettors, it's an occupation, but does the government realize that it's an occupation and do they consider that? So it's a, it's, it's a, pretty big deal so definitely something to watch for there and then the last thing i would say that i think is really interesting right now is that china is actually considering prohibiting online gaming for their uh, population uh this is due to somebody in animal crossing which is ridiculous animal crossing is going to start a uh a civil war in china possibly but um you know, there was people talking about about the Chinese government in Animal Crossing, and now the government is shutting down all online play for Chinese citizens. So uh, wow. that's certainly insane to think about. I mean, imagine that happening in the U.S. I mean, it would be mayhem. So uh, something to watch there and see if they actually go through with that. And, I mean, I can't imagine not being able to play online games right now during a quarantine. Yeah. So for Chinese citizens, it's not too bad, but uh, pretty crazy stuff there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting where it's like the the world is like more united but also divided at the same time. So it's like, you know, you can't travel, you can't like exchange with a lot of new people, but at the same time, like sports is what like brings people together. And we'll see how we can kind of you know rally together. But those are all like very interesting points. Uh, 
kind of segue into something, an issue that we're working on. You guys are involved with this as well with um, the uh, sports startup digital debate competition uh, where, you know, we felt really compelled to put on this type of digital event. We were going to do this in person, but obviously um, we, we, uh, we had to kind of transition and quickly get this tournament off the ground. But uh, essentially um, we have been reviewing um, handfuls of applications. We closed it this past week, but it's going to be a 16 team, 16 startup um, seed bracket competition where startup founders were going to be debating head to head against each other across four categories. So we have esports and gaming, sports betting uh, and gambling, sports tech and analytics, and then athlete performance and wearables. Um, this is something that we just started and we're going to be announcing the uh, tournament and the bracket uh, at least sometime today or this weekend. But there's going to be a huge charity component to it. We were looking heavily into actually setting betting lines for this. Um, but given that we'll have sports betting companies uh, participating, we're kind of sticking to more of just a charitable cause. Um, so, you know, that's something we're excited about and excited to have, uh, you know, you, James, and, and your team at 76 Capital be judges. Um, we have a lot of other sports technology, venture capitalists, athletes um, that are going to be judging, but we'll have more details kind of lined up with uh, how to spectate and watch on that. But uh, James, any thoughts or um, for a tournament like this, anything that you're kind of looking for um, in startup companies that, that you're, you're going to be judging? I mean, we're certainly excited to be a part of it, and it's great that you, you and Tyler are doing this right now. I mean, any virtual content to keep people engaged is so important right now, and and we all have to keep moving sports forward right now. It's such a difficult time. So uh, it's credit to you guys, and it's going to be really exciting. So, uh, you know, for us, we look for just really smart and nice people to invest in. Uh, we love to hear people that have big ideas that are almost too crazy to believe in. Uh, those are the types of people we want to invest in. So if you have a great idea, if you're a passionate and smart entrepreneur, now let's talk. And I'm excited to hear all these pitches because, it's again, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing to see how active this community is right now when it, you know, in all likelihood shouldn't be. So it's amazing that it's like this and it's amazing you guys are running it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, it makes some really good points where it's, uh, we're putting the founders in interesting positions, which is why I think, um, you know, it, it's a very unconventional approach to a startup pitch competition. Founders are debating head to head and it's competitive, uh, but it's all in, you know, f figuring out who has the best, um, you know, philosophy, business model, all that. So we're excited to announce that and, and um, you know, share the details about how you can spectate, how you can donate, how you can be part of this. But, um, yeah, we're excited to have you guys uh, part on that. And um, another thing on the sports business event side of things, uh, this is one big event that we're putting on. We're going to be launching some more digital um, series for, you know, speakers, networking, things like that. We're also going to build this comprehensive resource guide for you to find all the best um, online digital events so you know we're trying to be kind of a resource destination where where you can go to find you know the best webinars and online experiences so stay tuned with that um, and then kind of wrap things up with uh, sports based careers we go through LinkedIn we find the best new jobs and careers that were just opened up uh, within sports so we have Fox is looking for a sports anchor and reporter um, we have Bleacher Report. They're looking for a post coordinator, which is a temporary role. Um, some mid-level Amazon's looking for a vendor manager in their sports department. MDA Sports is looking for a creative director. Uh, Showtime, they're looking for a director of sports communications. Um, and then Capital University, they're looking for a, a director of athletics. So it is a tough market to you know find careers, find job openings which is why we just recently um, launched a fully remote spring internship program that we're looking to kind of 
get students proactive and then you know help place them in the summer. Um, you know, there are jobs that are open um, that, that, that people need it. And if you are valuable and you have, you know, um, the right skill set to help companies navigate, and you, you will, you know, still be able to get hired. But um, James, I'll kind of throw that your way. If you know of any type of hiring opportunities within your portfolio companies or anything that you've come across, but here's some of the, these are some of the kind of career opportunities that we kind of came across for this week. Yeah, check out 76capital.com slash career dash openings. And you can see every opportunity from the 76 Capital, but also our portfolio and our partners as well. So a lot of great things out there. Again, it's a tough market, but there's still opportunities. So be aggressive and uh, keep your head up and good things will happen. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, yeah, to kind of wrap it up, I think you guys do a great job with supporting your portfolio companies. Once you kind of invest in them, they're, they're part of your ecosystem and family. So, you know, you know. I've seen on there, you know, you guys job board or all your portfolio companies, you're actively updating that. So, um, you know, if you guys are interested in learning more about venture capital, definitely check out 76 capital and the portfolio companies that are under their management. But, um, yeah, James, I guess anything, uh, any parting words or ideas or kind of, uh, things to kind of pass along to anybody listening. Sure. Well, thanks again for having me on. It's been a pleasure and it's been great seeing that you, you kind of grow SBG the way you have. And, um, I think that everybody in the sports world is very, respects you and, and thinks that you're doing an unbelievable job. So keep that up. And to everybody out there, really just, again, as I said, just keep your head up. This is a really difficult time, but um, you know, perseverance is one of the most important aspects of, you know, of life, but also sports. And we're all working in the sports industry where I think a lot of the parallels of what, the way people play on field can really uh, factor in the way that we live our daily lives in this industry. So uh, perseverance is key right now. Let's keep working hard and uh, we'll all get through this together and hopefully have a few drinks at the next uh, in-person uh, sports biz group event. That's right. Yeah, um, and we're we're looking forward to that too. And uh, great to have you, you know, on the podcast and part of our ecosystem. But um, for everyone listening, go to connect with James Santor on LinkedIn, on social, uh, follow along with what they're doing. And uh, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in today. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.